Too much horror business Driving late at night Psycho 78 12 o'clock Don't be late I said all this horror business My mirrors are black for you You don't go in the bathroom with me Greetings and salutations My name is Justin Lohr I'm Liam O'Donnell. And you are listening to another pulse-pounding episode of our business. Pulse-pounding? I'm into that. Yeah, I mean, I wish we would have saved that for when we do Riker Howard's Split Second, because that's a little more pulse-pounding <laughs> than any of the movies we're going to be talking about today, but it be what it do. Anyway, today we are joined by a very, very, very special guest. The one and only Joe Yannick, joining us from the streets of Brooklyn. <laughs> What's up, we Joe? Just- which is actually factually true right now because I'm legitimately sitting on a street in Brooklyn. Uh, so, you know, uh, I'm doing yeah. pretty good. How about you? <laughs> uh, you know, hanging in there. Uh, you know, it, as the kids say, it be what it do. So, You know no one says that, right? I say that. I say that. <laughs> I, think, I think I've heard it once. Yeah, right now, like five seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, five seconds ago. <laughs> So uh, today we're going to be talking about um, the recent Exhumed Films 24-Hour Horrorthon, the movies that we saw there. We're going to have, I guess at the end, you know, we, we talked to a couple people, you know, got their thoughts on some movies. Sure. We're going to put that on there. Um, and we're just going to, like, basically pick the films apart that we saw. Yeah, we wanted to have uh, Joe on for a number of reasons. One, he's great. So that's, you Big know. Big fan of Joe. Big yeah. fan of Joe. Two, uh... Me and Joe actually made it through the whole thing. Justin had to leave. And honestly, Joe watched way more movies than I did. Like, there were at least two, no, three movies on this list that I did not watch any of. So, uh, without Joe here, we would be like, yeah, I, I don't know, it might be all right, I don't I've know. But did you, I feel like, Joe, did you watch every movie? Uh, I think the only thing I didn't watch anything of was um, I slept completely through House. Um, oh, classic! That's cool. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Is I, I've seen most of these movies. I didn't see Child's Play at the marathon, but I could look. Oh yeah, Child's Play and the Brad Ren- or Brad Renfro. Holy fuck, Brad Dorff. <laughs> 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 Love it. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a bit. Um, Liam, did you see anything cool recently? You know what? I um, actually haven't. Since the Harathon, I have not watched anything worth comment. Oh, no, I did. I watched uh, Blood Diner. Yes, you were telling me about that. Yeah, I love Blood Diner. That is um, a goofy, ridiculous film, but it is one that I enjoy very much. Um, if you haven't seen it, I think it just there's like a Vestron video release that just came out. It's worth getting if you like um, I mean I want to say horror comedy because it's so ridiculous but um, sometimes horror comedy is a little bit more obviously comedic yeah this film again not that this film is more serious on the other hand it's so ridiculous that I think you could watch it and maybe think like do they mean is this is this on purpose like what are they <laughs> doing here um, but I love every moment of it cool how about you, Joe? Did you see anything cool recently, aside from the Harathon? Uh, I saw Mad Max uh, Fury Road in black and white uh, in the, yeah, the limited theatrical re-release of it. That was fun. That's 
Cool. Do you think that did that really change your experience of the movie, the black and white thing? Absolutely not. I liked it better in color, but it was still worth seeing. I mean, at this point, I would just go. That's the kind of movie if they were like, yeah, we're going to show it once a month. I would probably go. Yeah, exactly. That's how I. <laughs> I just wanted to see it in theaters again. Didn't didn't they do uh didn't they do the mist in black and white? Yeah. I think that movie. I don't know what you guys think, but I think the mist is actually better in black and white. I didn't see. I didn't get. It, I didn't get to see it in black and white. I'm sure it fits the tone a lot better because it's bleak. But I didn't see it in black and white. Yeah, I didn't see it in black and white. But everyone seems to like. That's the kind of conversation I keep having about Mad Max. Is people go to the Mist, and then people say that they actually prefer the Mist in black and white. So it's kind of like seems to be the uh, the consensus. That's interesting. It's interesting that that's like such a universal experience that the the Mist is so much better in black and white. But I really. I mean, yeah, it was like a, uh, again, not saying the original Mist is bad, but I definitely prefer it in black and white. Interesting. What what have you seen recently, Dustin? Uh, I mean, nothing really ground, I haven't really caught much new stuff. Um, I mean, The Walking Dead has been insane this season. Uh, last night I watched Toby Hooper's Life Force, which is my second favorite Toby, Ho- Toby Hooper movie behind uh, The Mangler. <laughs> No, but other than that, I haven't been... Wait, is the Mangler the other name for Eaten Alive? No, the Mangler is the one with Robert England and Ted Levine about the laundry machine that, like... Oh, my God, I have no idea what you're talking about. You've never seen it? No. Dude, Ted Levine plays the same character, and, like, he, he's basically Buffalo Bill. In this. It's about a laundry machine that eats people based on a Stephen King short story. <laughs> it's it's horrible. It's, it, it, it was actually, like... Is that the last movie Toby Hooper did? Like, 1990-something? I have no idea. Either way, he should have stopped after uh, Life Force. But, um, yeah, that's all I've really been doing. <sighs> Yo, what do you, Joe, what do you think of Life Force? Uh, I like Life Force. I mean, I think that some of the criticism of it, that it's, like, a little slow, is, like, uh, is legitimate, but I think it's a fun movie. I mean, and it's also really cool looking, and I just, I kind of like all that shit from canon at that era. It's, like, most of it is pretty watchable. Um, if, I'm, if I'm really honest, I don't think I could name... Many Toby Hooper, Toby Hooper movies, other than the obvious ones. Yeah, like, well, what are the obvious ones? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Eaten Alive, uh, Life Force, Mars Attacks, Invaders from, no, Mars. Invaders from Mars. Right. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, "No, that's wrong." Invaders <laughs> from Mars. Uh, what else? Yeah, <laughs> Poltergeist, sort of. Oh, right, Poltergeist. <laughs> Yeah, you're forgetting Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Did he did he actually direct two? He did. Yeah, that, yeah, of course. Wow. That was the third. Uh, the he because he signed the deal with Canon Films and he had to do three movies. <coughs> That's why Texas Chainsaw Massacre looks like a pile of shit because Canon produced it. Wow. Sorry. So, yeah, I mean, I. That's a movie that like, a lot of people like, so if you like that movie, I'm, I'm sorry, but. I bet Joe loves it. Joe, do you love Texas Chainsaw Massacre too? Yeah, it's amazing. See. See. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say I like it. It's like a pumpkin head freak, so I wouldn't expect him to see the grilling <laughs> of Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. I, I, I mean, I appreciate some of it. I, I think before he goes fucking batshit crazy, Bill Mosley's amazing in that movie, but the rest of it's just meh. I mean, I'll say this: it's better than Gremlins Two, but oh, that's where <laughs> I have to draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> it's way better. <laughs> Gremlins 2 is the is is quite possibly the greatest sequel of all time. 
Oh my gosh. I, I, I feel like we're going to have to have this as like a conversation sometime. Like, it's going to happen. I'm wondering if, if you should bring it to the special Cinepunks retreat. I literally, I mean, that was the first movie I recommended. If, if I'm allowed to bring my dog, which will be the deciding factor, we're still figuring it out. Okay. So, um, anything else you wanted to mention, Justin, that you've seen recently? No, I mean, uh, are you, did you finish the, the strain this season? I did. I actually thought this was the strongest season of the strain. Yeah. And also, uh, no spoilers, but I also, it also cemented Zach, the Kittlemet show, as my most hated child in any form of art ever. He's the fucking worst kid. Worse than Damien Thorne. He's worse than that little girl in The Orphan. He's worse than Carl in The Walking Dead. He's the fucking worst. He sucks. I hate him. Worse than Bob in House, uh, in House by the Cemetery? The worst, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I find that, that's, that was, I would have said Bob might have been one of my least favorites. Oh, he's, hmm. the, he's the worst and the best at the same time. What if we did like a festival, not a festival obviously, but like a marathon of shitty kid movies? Just I, like. I, I, I'd be into it. I would probably I blow my brains out by the end of it, but I would do it because I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment. Oh, I know, as you as as is evidenced by your opinion of Gremlins too. Oh, that's pure. That's art. <laughs> so, <clears throat> we all uh, were lucky enough to go to the 24-hour marathon, mm-hmm. and what I thought was interesting about doing this with both of you is that you were both first timers. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, this was my first rodeo as a. As, as friend of the show, John Martello was fond of saying. Yeah. So, um, for those of you who don't know much about Harathon, uh, I would say it's worth checking into Exhumed Films. Uh, if you go to their website, you can check it out. If you also go on Facebook and look up the 24-Hour Harathon, there's a Facebook page that's sort of like a record of them that like yeah. keeps track of all the different ones and what they've shown and all that kind of stuff. And if you are a Cinepunks listener, you know that We've gone before and recorded a special episode where we talked to a bunch of people, asked them questions, and compiled that into an episode and also, like, did some things. Now, I was thinking, like, oh, maybe we'll record at the end of this marathon, but there was – I was destroyed. There was no way that was even Yeah, I, I had I had an anxiety attack early in, the, early in the day. I don't know if it was, like, too many people there or whatever, but I was, like, by midnight, I was, like, I kind of sucks because like I it was sort of like the body was like I wasn't tired per se it was just like yeah I'm, I'm gonna freak the fuck out if I don't get out of here but that's whatever that's me so Joe uh, you'd never been before how did this experience live up to some of your expectations of what it would be like and um, what was great about it and what was terrible about it yeah um, I mean Thanks to you, I was able to make it this year because I didn't buy my ticket. So, um, and you just kind of came in last minute with a free ticket, which was amazing. Um, uh, so it, I really, I did the twelve-hour X Fest um, in April, and it kind of kicked my ass, but I made it through. And like all I could think of was like, how the fuck am I going to do two times what I just did? But once I got there, I did the smart thing. I brought a lot of food with me because there's not, as Justin probably knows, there's not a ton of great vegan options in the area. You can eat Wawa for, tw- for 24 hours, but that don't make there, you feel like garbage. There was, there was a, a Chipotle there. I, I dined at a Chipotle. Was um, 
I hate Chipotle. I, if, uh, hot take potentially. I hate Chipotle, so I'm happy. I would have probably just eaten at Wawa anyways. But I'm, um, I'm not. I'm not a big fan either. But it was. It's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I mean, actually, I found it to be a little easier than I thought. I didn't start getting like totally wrecked until about three or four in the morning. And then House came along. I'd seen House before. It's not my favorite film. We'll get into that, obviously. So I was like, well, I'm just going to sleep during this one. I slept during that one. There's a couple other films that I had trouble getting through, but I still saw a good deal of them. But honestly, like, I think it's great. Um, I think that uh, it's not the most comfortable theater to sit in for 24 hours, but it could be a hell of a lot worse. Uh, and no one was really sitting by me. So at one point I was able to like actually like lay down while watching movies, which was actually kind of cool. I mean, I think that's pretty well known for people who go to Exume stuff or even just fans of the International House, which is where they have it in Philly. That's not a theater that is designed for comfort. And to be fair, it's actually way more comfortable now than it was when I first started going to that theater like a decade ago. Like they updated the inside and the seats actually have some cushion on them. But if you're if you're someone who needs the like reclining red chair from the special AMC. This is not the theater for you. No one's making it through 24 hours in a reclining chair though, either. They're they're out three movies in. That is fair. I mean, that's that's a little too much comfort. (laughs) It's kind of like the perfect amount of balance between uncomfortable and comfort because it's like, it's not terrible to sit in, but it's really not comfortable enough to actually sleep in for an extended period of time. It's true. I've, I've definitely fallen asleep in those chairs, uh, and I did at this thon, but I've never fallen asleep for more than one movie. Inevitably, your body's just like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Justin, you had never – you had not only never been to the Parthon, I don't think you'd ever been to the International House or to, like, an exhumed event, right? I guess I mean, you went to the Mahoning. I was going to say, if you count Mahoning, I, you know, did all that stuff. But, yeah, I, I'd never been to International House. Like, I was – this was my first rodeo. I was completely. I think. I think I'm gonna do X Fest in April. That's like all exploitation, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. You should definitely do X Fest. It's fucking amazing. It's really cool. I mean, I think the thing is, is that uh, with X Fest, there's so much more things you can show. So that there's so many things that they can uh, get into that are weird, that are unexpected. With Harthon, this is what next year's the twentieth Harthon. Twenty years of. 10 movies a night or I guess this was actually 14 movies for, uh, you know that's a lot of movies it's inevitably it's going to be hard to um, show things that are uh, always great you're going to have to throw some things and in that are repeat, kind of stinkers and, and, and they're not repeating it either that's the thing that like like that was the heartbreaker like when I was like go in the back of the program they have all the list of films they showed before and it was just like I was like oh shit they're not going to show this oh fuck they're not showing that they're not it showed both the gate and the gate too. Like, yeah. God damn it! Like, yo, I was there for both the gate and the gate. Yeah, too. I love the gate too. Yeah. I love the gate. Like, those are both amazing movies. Yeah. Um, what it was? What, what was your experience of it? Like, what was the best part, and what was maybe something you weren't stoked on? Uh, I mean, feeling like I my skin was trying to fly off my body the whole time was definitely the worst part. Um, sure, right, right. But the right. best movie that I that, that that I that I saw there. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about this movie. Fucking Eyes of Fire. The movie was so good. It was so crazy. That movie was so off the wall and insane that like, I, I it, it's like it's like showing someone a picture of the Grand Canyon and being like, look how beautiful this is. It's like, yeah, me talking about it is awesome, but like you really cannot appreciate 
how bananas this movie is until you see it. Well, there's a lot of movies here, so we should jump into it. But I just want to say, uh, you know, Cinepunks and by extension then Hard Business, we had a table, we sold some t-shirts, we gave out flyers, we gave out some barf bags. So I want to say thank you to everybody who bought a t-shirt. Thank you to Exum for letting us have a table. And, uh, you know, a lot of people came by and talked to yeah, us. That was and, really, and anyone who came by, like the coolest feeling in the world was walking around and talking to people and people <clears> knowing... I mean, it wasn't like everyone like swarmed to us and like held us on their shoulders and were like chanting our names. But there was a good amount of people there who were like, oh, I know who you guys are. Like, and it was just like, that, that feels really good. Like, that felt really awesome. Joe, what'd you say? Oh, sorry. I, I interjected with a joke, but it, it wasn't heard, so it failed. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you said, had that happened to you before? Oh, I said, no, that didn't happen to you, implying that yeah. it happened but it didn't oh yeah, oh, well, yeah. gotcha yeah everywhere Joe goes people are just people, like yeah, they, he's the champion of the people yeah they're like oh I love uh it's that gremlins Asakari. it's that gremlins too love actually they're just all about my champion oh, sure, sure. gremlins too you, I'm the champion you're the disciple yeah, yeah. I'm the like right. I, I've led the I, I'm, I'm one of the leaders of the path I like that I appreciate that soon you'll be getting very big gremlins 2 tattoos on your face I really should actually G2, good for your, just across my face. Be good for your career. <laughs> oh, it's be great for my career. <laughs> you, can start, you can start a boy band called Joe, Joe Yannick and the New Batch. <laughs> <laughs> just the New Batch. Just the New Batch, yeah. That, that's like a Prince, like, tr- that, that's a Prince project, the New Batch. Like. <laughs> All right, well, let's start. So um, first and foremost, if you've never been to a Harathon before, uh, I love the way they start. I love that they start with the rules. The rules are presented in a sassy, combative manner, oh, which I so appreciate. Combative. I love it. Um, and they definitely uh, have a ridiculous giveaway of prizes. It's like, it's really too many prizes. It's a bit like, and I, I love, <clears throat> the thing I liked about the prizes was they were like, here's a picture of so-and-so signed at Monster Mania Con. Like, they knew everything where it was. Like, it was so cataloged and detailed, like, I think it's because, like, all all those posters are actually all donated from one person. So he, like, gets them all the information, which is insane because he donates, like, hundreds and – like, if he sold those posters, he would make thousands of dollars. And he just – Yeah, I don't know who that is. I mean, I think I've met him before, but whoever that is that does that, like, you are the coolest ever. Like, he that is... The Hudson, the Hudson Valley... Different dude. Oh, it's a different guy? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. The Hudson Valley dude was there. He gives away free passes. There were a couple guy. other giveaways that were specific to people, but the main chunk are these posters. A lot of them are Mondo posters, but they're, like, rare prints, and he takes these rare prints that are already worth money, and he takes them to cons and has famous people sign them. Mm-hmm. So we're talking. He's probably investing like a hundred, a hundred and fifty dollars in these posters of his own money, unless he like has a hookup and they like know he's giving away for free and he gets like a discount or something. I don't, I don't know how it works, but if he's buying them, he's spending, he's spending money for that autograph and he's spending money for that poster and then just donating it, which is amazing. I can't believe. I mean, it, it you know, it the whole thing is kind of crazy that that even happens, but it is what it is. You know, like that's that's how it goes. Um, so, uh, the first movie of the thon, so after they did all the prize tables or whatever, we get started, there's usual trailers and stuff, and the first movie was a little something called Motel Hell. Very, uh, would you consider, would you consider that a slasher? No, I don't think so. I think it was miscategorized as a slasher, but I did hear them saying that they didn't really know what to say, so they just put slasher as a sort of de facto, um, title. 
Joe, how would you describe Motel Hell to someone who hasn't seen it before? I, mean, I would just call it a horror comedy. Yeah, I think that's I, fair. I, I think it's like an unintentional horror comedy because it was like a lot of that stuff seemed like there was like a comedic tone, but I don't think a lot of it was on purpose. Oh no, I think it's all on purpose actually. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah I think it's I think it's purposefully funny. I think uh, especially the um, the female character. What is her name again? Oh, oh no, no one yeah, no one knows, but just a lot of what she's doing, I think, is is meant to be funny, and it's it's a weird com- like the way I've described it before is it's it almost uh, because of the there's like a a strange kind of uh, saccharineness to the movie, like in the parts where people aren't being murdered, that it kind of feels like a smash up of like a weird '70s like Disney movie, and then like a horror movie. Like, because it's so when when they're not cannibalizing people or putting them in the ground or attacking someone with a chainsaw, the other parts of the movie are so cornball, silly. It's like a Hallmark movie with like horror movie parts. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's something like very um, there's like a sheen to it and a goofiness to it that like by the way I fucking love like I love that aspect to it. So um, I'll just say right away like I was so stoked when Motel came on and I thought. Great, like this is a movie I love. It's a great way to start the the thon. Yeah, I mean, I've I've always had a weird kind of relationship with it. I think Justin feels the same way as me. I think I overheard him say it. The noises that the the buried bodies make drives me seriously oh crazy. Like it honestly bothers me, um, which is good in terms of it being a film and a horror film and you trying to like and it trying to like fuck with you. But like in terms of actually watching it, it it like honestly bothers me uh, really badly. But yeah, I mean. It- Oh, go ahead, Justin. I was going to say, it, it's it's revolting in a way that I'm, like, not comfortable with. Yeah. Like, it's, like, physically disgusting to hear. And it goes on for so long. Like, it's, like, it's, in, it's like, in, it's like just uh, incessant. Yeah, it's basically one of those things, like, if you're one of those people who's bothered by, like, the noises that, like, mouths make, like, it, oh, my God, it's, it's like, that times, like, a hundred, like, I can't even explain. It's just fucking gross. <laughs> I'm getting sick just thinking about it. <laughs> But um, so, but I've always had a weird relationship with the film because like I've always thought it was fine, but I never liked it. I never loved it. Uh, but watching it in a theater for the first time, this is actually I've never seen it in a theater. I actually appreciated it a lot more. And the funny thing I think about this movie is, is like as, as much as this movie is inspired by Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it really feels like Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two is inspired by this film, which predates it by I think two years. Sure. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it's definitely got like the um, just. I mean, we've been saying it, like, like Texas Chainsaw is, like, it, it's basically taking a horror movie and driving it, like, just turning it up to 11 to where it makes it so absurd it almost ventures into, like, comedic territory. And I, I think in this one, you know, Liam said it was, you know, definitely intentional and self-aware. Um, so I, I think that kind of makes it a little bit different than uh, Texas Chainsaw because despite what Toby Hooper says, I don't think Texas Chainsaw was deliberately made to have those, like, silly overtones. I think he just made it, realized how fucking stupid it was, and was like, yeah, it's a black comedy. Like, I question the first one being a comedy, too. I mean, the second oh, one is I, the second one is undoubtedly a comedy, but I do think the first one is is not is not really that funny, and I, I never really understood the people who were like, watch that movie and be like, oh, yeah, this is a black comedy. I'm like, this movie's terrifying. I, I don't, I don't yeah. know why you think this is funny. It's just people liking to talk. Yeah. Uh, I... I the thing about this film, so for those of you who don't know, uh, the, it's basically a movie in which these hick-ass hick people 
I think that's guys. I think that's the PC way to yeah. put it. Uh, these country folk scientific way, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a they have a motel. Yeah, the motel hello. Yeah, the motel hello with and um, you know some of their guests they don't treat well. Not at all. And they have a very successful meat business, and the secret of the meat is that some of the meat is man meat, so to speak. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, and so w- when you talk about the noises they make, uh, one of the weirdest things in the movie is that the way they get the meat ready is they cut the throats of their victims so that they can't talk, then they bury them up to their necks. Oh and they in, keep in them their in clothes, the dirt. Which is fucking nasty. Cause they're, that means they're shitting all and pissing all in those clothes. That's one of the things I don't understand. I mean, again, I mo- let's be clear. Motel Hell is not a film in which you should be sitting around too much thinking, "How did? What about this? How did this work? <laughs> Whatever." Like that's uh, that's not that's not going to do the film well. But some part of me was thinking, like, man, wouldn't those clothes start to rot? Like, I yeah. feel like this meat. Why does the meat get better if you put it in the ground like that? Like, I don't understand how any of this sense. works. It makes no sense. Why do some people like? Are, are in there for weeks and some people are in there just for days i don't get i also don't get that <laughs> the whole thing is crazy but i mean it's definitely a movie that uh is pushing questions around like meat and like meat consumption like oh, yeah. um, i don't know that it's it makes a claim one way or the other but it certainly wants to creep you out a little bit about i, I would say i mean uh you guys will probably hear this at the end when we, when we post these interviews a uh, friend of the podcast nick i'm gonna botch his last name giadotti giadotti Great guy from uh, I think he lives in Pittsburgh now, but he originally like was from like the Philly area. He when we go in interviews, I mean you'll hear it. He brings up like veganism and how as a vegan this movie made me feel. And one of the things I like about this movie is that there's the one scene where like the dude is just like she's like the the female character is like so how did you get involved in like making meat and then making sausage? She's like well when I was like a little boy my grandmother like killed the dog and cooked it and ate it. Which is fucking weird that he would just say that so matter-of-factly. But then when she expresses, like, revulsion, he's like, hey, come on, you eat cows and pigs, how is that any different? And I'm in the theater like, fuck yeah, score one for this, you know, against speciesism. Like, this guy's, I mean, he's a horrible human being because he, you know, kills, you know, beings and chops them up. And as we learn in the end, he uses preservatives. But, I mean, I, I think that for as silly as this movie is, it does kind of raise a semi-serious philosophical point when it comes to the consumption of meat. Like, why is it okay for us to eat pigs and cows and chickens, but then, like, when people talk about eating dogs, you're met with this, like, oh, no, don't do not do that, which I don't want to push my beliefs on anyone, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of just did. I'm a vegan as well, as I said, and as the joke goes, I guess every vegan will tell you they're vegan, and me and Justin both uh, fell for that. quickly but um but uh i also i think when i reviewed this blu-ray when it when um scream factory put it out i actually read it that way as well and just said you know there's like there's like sort of a silly like vegetarian or vegan claim that you can make from the film but i think actually what it's trying to do i don't actually think it's trying to make a vegan or vegetarian claim i think it inadvertently does i think what it's actually trying to do is make a environmental claim all this stuff about preservatives and sort of the the garden, this like beautiful, majestic garden where they they harvest human beings and stuff. Um, but I think that it, they, those two things often go hand in hand. So I think they they inadvertently do make that point. But I think it's interesting. I mean, like it doesn't have to be solid and perfect, but it's definitely there. It's hard to deny it. Well, what's weird to me about the movie is that it, if you the the plot of the movie, things don't come to a head necessarily because they eat people. Things partly come to a head because of his obsession with the the 
uh, female character who he saves. He has he's going to make meat out of her biker boyfriend, but uh, he saves her and his brother, who is apparently, you know, uh, has no idea what's going on. Yeah, there sort of develops this like weird kind of. Uh, tension between them and there's like a love triangle angle to it yeah because the one guy's like revolted at the way his fan he's like this is why like i moved away like you know, this, well, yeah, yeah but like he doesn't know about the human part yeah, of yeah. but i mean yeah. either way he didn't even have to know about them eating people he was like my family's just fucking weird like, <laughs> no bad or good person in this movie because i guess he's ostensibly the hero of the film in the end of the movie but you have to keep in mind that this guy is a near rapist Oh yeah. my god, yeah. <laughs> like, he is not a good person, and the movie does not yeah. want to think he's a good person. So it is very, and I think it's having fun with that. It's like, at the end of the day, you're like, I don't know who to root for. I, maybe no one. Maybe this, maybe humans are bad people, and that's the mm-hmm. idea of the film. Yeah, I mean, the, the like, quote-unquote maiden character, like the woman in peril, is like, kind of awful too. Like, they're, she immediately just kind of like, oh, just live with these people. Like, that's just how it is. Yeah, you and, get there, they're just like, oh, we buried your boyfriend. Like, you can't just do that. Yeah. Like, you can't just oh, there's, bury someone. There's a special decree, though, remember? It's all oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, I think I, I get the feeling that um, we, have a, we have a problematic, but still kind of positive relationship with Motaha. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. I think so more more so now than ever for me. I, I like it more than I ever have. Yeah. The second film was a little movie called The Boogans. Is it The Boogans or The Boogans? I don't know. I always said The Boogans. I think it's in the film they say The Boogans. Have, had either of you seen this movie before? Uh, I have not. When I, when I was a kid, I remember seeing commercials for it. Um, and I it was one of those movies that I always, like... You know, later in life, I always wanted, but I should watch that one because I remember having like these like weird memories of seeing commercials for it. But it's not—I mean, it's not out on—it's it, not out on—it's on, not on standard definition Blu-ray. I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> so uh, that was one that I was like, "Oh, cool! It'll, it'll be—it'll be good to finally finally catch this movie." Um, yeah, I hadn't seen it either. I do believe there is a, a Region B Blu-ray of it that has like a okay. like a black cover with like a green logo or something. If I'm thinking okay. right. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's been released in the U.S. And I think the the Region B one might be out of print, um, so that might be why it's difficult to find. But um, I'd always kind of wanted to see this for years, but just never really got around to it. Um, the Boogans isn't exactly the greatest name to get me to like have to see a movie, um, but it's very fitting for the film. And I guess like to just like go out and say it, like I did really like this movie a lot, so uh, I was happy to be able to see it in 35 millimeter. I, I think what's funny about this movie is I always I always got this and Mr. Boogity. Like those are always like the same. The Disney movies were always like the same, like movie for, movie for me. Um, maybe that's why I assumed it was like a made for TV movie. Um, but no, I, I uh, this was a movie I had, to, I had to walk out like halfway through because I was like I'm gonna freak the fuck out. But I mean I know what happens. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the boogans attack right, and they they're all, they're all boogity. So uh, for those of you who don't know, the boogans is a, a movie in which. A mine has been shut down, and they reopen the mine, and in reopening the mine, these creatures come out, which the movie does a really good job, I think, of, like, not showing you the creatures. Yeah, like, they don't show them to the very end, It's they? just, like, a camera work thing, and I and I thought that worked pretty well. Um, there's also, of course, the stereotypical 
uh, old character who knows what's going on who tries to like yeah. stop it from happening. He's like a shitty Judd Crandall from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it's got a, it's got a little bit of like a, like a college, uh, sex comedy vibe to it in that, like, the two characters, these two young guys who are helping with the mine, they just, the one of them, he can't wait for his girlfriend to come. They make so many new windows about fucking. It's insane. (laughs) I can't wait till she gets here. Oh, God, like, uh, oh, my God. Uh, and then, of course, you have the two that don't really know each other and they have a budding romance. Can Can I say that that was like one of the, like, I don't mean to be all, like, weird that was like one of the sweetest things I've ever seen that was such a weirdly realistic just the way the way they were like talking and everything and I was like watching that I was like I've, I've had that conversation before hmm. I mean granted not with a girl who looked like the you know she looked like Stephen Jeffries from Fright Night <laughs> but it was very like it was just this adorable thing and it was, it was just like it was very 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 sweet I, I liked that a lot Joe talk a little bit about what you liked about the Buggins uh, I love the camera work, work like you said like they don't show the Buggins until the end which I guess are these like turtle octopus hybrid creatures um <laughs> But even when they do show it, they're, they're cheap looking, but they're fun. Um, they're really fun, I think. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's just I, I agree. The characters are all pretty likable. Um, and that's sort of, you know, a, a thing that as slasher films continue to develop in the 80s, uh, I think horror movies have less likable characters. Uh, I, at first, I think that, you know, they're very likable. But then towards the end of the 80s into the 90s, uh, horror movies stop having these like uh, like relatable uh, main characters and they sort of stop being sort of, sort of as likable. But this movie doesn't have that. So, I mean, it's fun. It looked pretty good. I think the print was a little pink, but it wasn't bad. Um so I mean I just had a blast with it. It was like it was a really good throwback to like monster movies of the fifties. And I'm I'm always down for any time there's like a, a movie like uh, like it, it was definitely hokey, um, but I I love the idea that there was this like there's this town that has like a secret like there's the mine that they just shut down. I, I do love how like the, the the miners go down there and they find like dozens of skeletons and they're just like hmm, I wonder what happened here. And they're just not nearly as concerned as they all to be about the fact that they just found a mass grave in a mine that was shut down for some reason. There is a well. There's this moment where the guy's like, "You know, why are they so random? Like, shouldn't they be in piles yeah, in the yeah, shape yeah. of people?" Yeah, like <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked, I really liked it. Um, in the interest of time, I want to keep going, but yeah. I think I, w- I will say if you're if you are this sort of horror fan that needs something either actually terrifying or something kind of extreme or gory this is not that this is very much i mean it it, it is an update from a 50s creature feature in that there is ass and titty in the movie oh there's a really cool dog in it too that's always so oh cool. that dog is yeah. cool. and there, there is there is awesome. a decent amount of blood it's not like no blood that's fair there is some blood yeah. but it's not if you're if you're like one of these gore folks this is not gonna but but for me yeah it was charming it was cool and i like the effect i like i like the way they got to the effects even if parts of it were a little cornball you know like there's a lot of dynamite being thrown around and that people just like i'll just lay on the ground and this will be fine <laughs> you know but overall it was a lot of fun i really liked it uh, up next was oh I should say these are actually in order of release which I thought was a cool feature yeah. that they were doing these like in an order so uh, up next was 1982's Visiting Hours which I did not see oh uh, so sorry immediate immediately Justin left during Visiting Hours now partly he was having a freak out but I think also. 
this you knew right away. This movie was not for you. I'm not. Yeah, this was like this was like a like a like a slasher, wasn't it? Like, it's so much more than that. But yes. Yeah, I mean that that stuff doesn't hold my attention for. Oh, this one Joe, I think would have. I feel like Joe. <laughs> Joe, if you if you were trying to sell Justin on this movie right now, what would you say? I mean, okay, the first time you see Michael Ironside, he appears in. Uh, what I would describe as halfway between um, Judas Priest wear and drag. Um, and you don't know it's Michael Ironside uh, until about 10 minutes after the fact, I guess. Um, and it's basically like maybe Henry the Serial Killer, but uh, like sleazier and uh, also has this weird feminist angle to it um and you know i guess it's a slasher in terms of people are being slashed but it would it's more of a 70s it's more of like a feeling like a 70s thriller yeah i mean i was gonna say the same thing it feels like a thriller but a thriller that's learned from its exploitation cousins because it has a few moments that push it just a little bit you know there's a few moments where in a thriller it might be a cutaway or it might just be a simple situation. And there's a few uh, things that happen where Michael Ironside's character acts in a way that I think you could actually describe as illogical, but that those that actually represents to me actually more, you know, a lot of times when you're watching a thriller with a scary, you know, criminal, whatever, they, they're like also brutally intelligent you know yeah, they, yeah. they're they're like they know what to do not to get caught whatever michael ironside's character he only kind of knows what to do not to get caught but he does stuff that you're like oh that was dumb but like yeah okay you know that, that there's it, it's clear that it's not a representation of like a superman which yeah, i think yeah. you get in these movies uninten- unintentionally it's more like just a, an angry person he's angry he's not this isn't about pleasure this is about him working out some deep male insecurity, really. Yeah, he's straight up a sort of stupid, brutish male pig. Like, he's like a men's yeah. rights activist uh, brought to slasher form. Yeah. Yeah, I, I found it interesting and exciting and engaging. Michael Ironsides, this might be like my third favorite Michael Ironsides performance. It's amazing. One of the, one of the first two. It's absolutely amazing, yeah. I mean, Scanners would be number one. Uh, he has so many good roles because I start thinking about it and I'm like oh shit he's, he's great in Starship Troopers even he's great in Total Recall yeah I even like him in Turbo Kid I'll just put that out oh there. he's great in that yeah I, I, I still haven't seen Turbo Kid oh he's good he's good in it uh, so yeah I, I mean hard for me hard recommendation for visiting hours if you can see it if if something that if I say to you it's it's fun in a sleazy fucked up kind of way and that sounds like a thing you want to watch go see it yeah this is a nasty nasty movie but it's also still a hell of a lot of fun and i'll just go ahead and say it's it's if if it's not my favorite film from this series it was my second favorite film wow okay oh i'm excited to see what is in contention with it but we'll see what comes up so uh the fourth movie was 1984's cujo a movie I'm sure most people are familiar with, yeah. uh, based on the Stephen King novel. Every St. Bernard out there is named either Beethoven or Cujo, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have a uh, lot to say about this one. I mean, I think everyone's seen it. Uh, it was cool to see in theaters. And it was a great yeah. it was a great print. Like, it looked amazing. I'll be honest, I took this as an opportunity to get food because uh, I had been told that the next movie was something I shouldn't miss. So I went out of my way to catch it. So I missed Cujo. And it, uh, again... Nothing against Cujo. I think Cujo is a great movie, but it's something I've seen. And for me personally, I actually, I don't know why, but when I was a kid, I preferred the movie to the book. 
See, what I liked about the book, um, I thought the book had like a much ballsier ending in the sense that um, in the book, Tad Trenton does not live. Uh, it's just like, it, it, in the end, it's like um, Donna Trenton and her husband, her estranged husband, they're forced to just like reconcile their... I mean, she's having an affair. She calls off the affair. She's trying to work things out. It's not really working out. And then her kid dies, and they have to like build around that. It's an incredibly grim ending, but... It, I mean, it is what it is. It's Stephen King. I mean, if I can, I think we talk. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. No, I was, I, I was just gonna say, like, I, I loved the book when I when I was younger, just because it, uh, like, the whole monster in the closet angle that he's like, oh, the monster in the closet came out. Like, in the book, they kind of sort of allude to that the monster is actually the killer from the Dead Zone. It takes place in the same town, um, and nothing ever really comes of it. And I suspect that's just because Stephen King was probably high off his ass when he wrote that part. Uh, but I do like that in the book. There's like a slight tinge of like supernatural to it. Oh, see, um, see, I fucking hate Stephen King's tinges of supernatural most of the time. So I was, it's kind of nice seeing Cujo and there being no supernatural. But what I'll say about the ending, it's interesting. I haven't read it, but I kind of like that the kid survives then because I think this movie with the kid dying, it would blame the mother far too much uh, for her actions. And it's almost like she has to lose her kid to like regain her husband back or something, which is kind of okay. which seems kind of boring and like blaming her for like i mean because in the movie you get a you get like kind of a hint that the husband is not the greatest husband either and that's probably what yeah, yeah, that, you know they, he seems like a great father but not like the best husband yeah. like, he's really good with tad but then when he's her he's like oh hey how are you today and it's like i mean and i think we're, yeah. we're even joking i think in the theater but he drives his a beautiful like red car and she drives this piece of shit that breaks down and ends up causing fucking pinto yeah yeah so it's like well you know what's up but yeah i mean like ultimately i I don't know this movie was very clearly programmed i think to be the let's go get dinner film because i would say half the half of the room left there was like maybe 50 percent so the next movie not not to cut you off on cujo but uh, the next movie is wait what was this called again eyes of fire eyes of fire now this i don't know about y'all but I had never heard of this movie. I didn't know anything about this movie. When it started, I when it very first starts, I thought, this is some TV movie bullshit. It looks so dumb. I knew it was from Europe, so I was willing to give it a little bit of patience, like, okay, maybe something's going on here. But I feel like, Joe, didn't you just decide, like, okay, this was enough, and you jetted? 30 minutes of the movie, I was just like, fuck this bullshit, I'm out. I didn't do the Cujo leave, so my patience was like, you know, I, this is three movies straight watching without leaving for a single second. Uh, and I was just like, I can't take this. The the acting is garbage. Like every, I hated everything about this movie. It was like, it looked like shit. It was set in the woods. Um, it was supposed to be a period piece, but it had terrible. <laughs> everything was bad. I really, I had nothing good to say about this movie. And then I, everyone leaves the theater after it's over, and they're all like, literally, man, you left two seconds before this movie got good. You really, literally did. Like literally, you <laughs> left, and the movie took a wild turn. It went fucking insane. I can't tell you, the listener, too much about how this movie went fucking crazy. This was one of the most unexpected U-turn kind of fucked up movies that I've ever seen in my life. Like, I've never seen something just so quick. And and I don't even want to tell you, but all I want to say is, look, it's a period movie that seems to be about witchcraft to some extent. And as the movie progresses, uh, a pastor... A pastor named Will Smythe. (laughs) Will Smythe, who apparently likes to fuck and doesn't care about whatever he's got this girl he's kind of a war to who it seems like she's a fairy 
Uh, the movie features lots of voiceover, lots of slow bits, and honestly, the first half hour is torturous. But what ends up happening is that whoever the director is just decides, like, okay, well, the way that we're going to work out the fact that they go to this part of the woods that's haunted is we're going to have a lot of weird fades, dancing, nudity, negative, and explosions. They take the movie and make it like a negative image out of nowhere for a few seconds and then just go back and not explain it. There's a tree witch that's sort of guiding the evil things that are bothering them. Her special effects are fucking disturbing, like next so level. Unsettling. Like it's there are moments with her where if if you've ever seen some of those like Hong Kong horror kung fu movies where they feel like a live action anime. That's like how they did the action in this movie. It's like, so, so I I don't want to say too much more about it other than if you get a chance to see it, see it. It was crazy. That's Again, so it's awesome. not scary, but not even a single one of those elements was existed in the thir- first thirty minutes. Not a single bit of that. No, I mean they 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 kind of allude to the one the one girl being like otherworldly, but but in the worst I, way. Like, she yeah, has, she like, would, premonitions that happen 30 seconds before they happen. And I was like, oh, great. Yeah, or, That's her power. Or it would, it, it would be like they'd be, like, sailing the boat down the river, and she would just stand up, and the wind would pick up. And you're like, I okay? Like, but, yeah, once uh, this fucking movie, oh, my God. It's great. I mean, that's all I can say is it's great. It gets crazy if you can see it. But like I said, you have to have patience. It's slow. You could literally... Just skip the no. If you skip the first half an hour, then you'll lose some of the context. But if you can make it through that first half hour, it's definitely worth it. So the next movie uh, is a little movie. You know, it, it it's called Mutant. If you look it up, most things are going to say Mutant, but it played for us under a thing, uh, a Night title, Shadows. Night. Yeah, or Night. I think it was just Night Shadows. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So this is a film that um, is hard to describe. It, it has a lot of the ambiance of a zombie film but the creatures are not zombies they're these mutated creatures that suck your blood through their hands <laughs> and they give off like acid from their hands and vagina it's hand. weird they have like giant what joe what did you think of this film this was like if not my favorite film my second this is like this this and uh this and visiting hours were like my two favorite i mean first off we didn't mention the most important thing this movie has wings hauser in it and <laughs> Hauser almost does no wrong. And it's kind of like sort of, I guess, um, Messiah of Evil or um, uh, what's that film? Uh, Dead and Buried. Like it's kind of something like that. But like if Canon made it, even though Canon didn't make this movie, but if Canon made like a Messiah of Evil or Dead and Buried, I feel like that's what Mutant would be. It's like a zombie vampire creature film. Uh, with Wingshauser at the front and center of it. I mean, it's crazy. I, I think the premise is fun because it's kind of this, like, environmental anxiety of, like, things are getting poisoned and whatever. Wingshauser's character doesn't know how to be afraid. Like, every time they're in danger, his response is just to get more angry and more violent. <laughs> and it's and not just to the enemy, but to, like, people around him. Like, he just... Is, is insane. And then uh, I really liked, as it ramps up towards the end, it does the thing that some movies are afraid to and that there really are a lot of these fucking things and you can't get away from There are multiple moments where you're like, okay, this is when Wingshauser dies because there's just no way. And then he barely gets out of it. And even when he's getting out of it, um, he's like beaten ass to get out. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's not it's not like he gets out of it because he's tricksy or something yeah, yeah. or camera work. He gets out of it because he's just 
punching these fuckers in the he's just beating mutant ass yeah. and then he manages to get away which is like that's how you sell this movie do you want to watch Wingshauser beat up mutants for thir- for like an hour and 30 minutes yes then watch this movie if you, if that doesn't appeal to you i i don't know who you are but uh <laughs> i don't want to know you but uh <laughs> but do it so Shit. the next film my phone is, oh, is yeah. ramping down to 15 percent, so we should all speed up if we can <laughs> yeah sure uh let's let's run through the end of this just so people know what happened uh wow. The Monster Dog was the next movie. That's Alice Cooper one, right? None of us watched that, right? Uh, I was outside. I watched a few minutes of it, but I didn't watch the full thing, no. Yeah, it's it's bad. I've seen it before yeah. and it's bad. Oh, and we also uh, we don't have to, we don't have to we don't have, I'm sorry, like I didn't want to say that we have to like speed through right now. I've got fifteen percent left. I was just saying like we, we have maybe just a little faster too, so we don't have to like okay. we don't have to do lightning speed. Well, I'm glad to jump through Monster Dog because I don't care about that shit. But <laughs> the next movie I want to make sure – and, Justin, had you left by this point? I had, yeah. I left during Monster Dog. So you left right before – now, you, Joe, you've anointed two movies now. It's like your favorites. Let me just go ahead and say this is my favorite film of the thon. And I've generally enjoyed most of the movies they had except for Monster Dog, which – fuck Monster Dog. Uh, this is a little movie called Scream for Help. Oh shit! <laughs> this is also one of my favorites. <laughs> I will say straight up, Justin, you missed out by missing Scream for Help. The rest That's of the lineup is good, but I understand like some of them you've seen before, or you can see in other ways. Scream for Help. Okay, so uh, who made? What, can you remind me again? What's the name of the, the guy Winter. who directed Scream for Help? So you would know Michael Winner from obviously from um, Death Wish, uh, Death Wish, and from what's the other one though? Uh, he did a lot of Charles Bronson films, so he sure. did Death Wish. He did The Mechanic. Um, what else did Michael Winter do? Um, ah, did he do? He didn't do White Buffalo. That's the other guy that Bronson worked with all the time. I don't know. He did a lot of Charles Bronson films, um, and then a lot of like sleazy films. But I, I'm not. I'm blanking on like his other big one. Oh, did he do The Legacy? Oh, I think so. Or The Sentinel. The Sentinel. The Sentinel. Yes. 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 Well, so Michael Winter, I mean, his movies are known for being, um, let's let's say, not easy on women. That's fair to say, I feel. Uh, having a lot of women in peril, having a lot of revenge, a lot of, like, sort of tough things going on in it. And so when Scream for Help starts, it is immediately a genre mind fuck. I don't know how you thought about it, Joe, but I kept expecting the film to make some sort of left turn into rapey territory. Like, I kept thinking, like, this is going to be... It's going to go super dark. And somehow the movie has all of these sleazy elements in a story that still feels kind of like a, a like a Nancy Drew narrative at first until we get to the home invasion at the end. Oh, yeah. On the surface, this movie is quaint and wholesome in, in style alone. In subject matter, it is definitely a michael winter film but yeah out of all the michael winter films i don't don't get me wrong like there should i don't think there should be like a rape scene in like any movie but uh i mean this is the one that you expected the most like i feel like he just throws rape scenes into most of his movies like where they don't even where you like why did that even happen but like in this one you're like oh surely this is gonna happen and there's not a single rape scene in the entire film which is actually like i'm i'm house happy to not have to deal with that but it almost the film to me almost self felt like self parody because 
we have this main character. She's so innocent. She's really focused on figuring this. You know, she's convinced. And at first, we're as audience not giving evidence that her stepdad wants to kill her mom. Like she just seems like a crazy little girl. And you're like, what is wrong with this girl? But the, what's funny about her presentation is she's not a little girl. Her friends all around her are having sex and naked, like all the time. And then as she's trying to figure this out, it becomes more and more clear that she's not wrong. There are multiple times where she finds her stepdad in these intimate situations and the intimate situations could definitely be shown in a way that was uh that met her tone her tone is she's very uh, you know maybe not quite innocent but at least uh has this kind of like plucky you know investigative young girl attitude and then when she finds her stepdad he's like railing the other woman like it's like not like it's like almost straight pornography at that point and then she's all like oh and then but then her thing is not like she's not scandalized she's a little scandalized but she's more like oh now i can prove that he's you know to my mom and whatever it's like the movie just it, it is this like weird detective story that then becomes when she finally gets her way a home invasion movie but then the home invasion movie which you expect to get dark and violent whatever it's got like fucking home alone pranks in it like it's it's just the film just managed to combine like goofy fun with gross in the best possible way i mean do we talk about the scene after she has sex or do we leave that to be a surprise I think we leave it to be a surprise, but let's just go ahead and say that even the fact that she has sex in the movie, it feels like it's played for last because it's like she she sleeps with her dead friend's love interest, and it's literally he's just like, well, you know, like that's like his his come on is like, hey, and she's like, no, that's terrible. She just died, and then she walks away and she's like, well, actually, what the fuck? It's uh, it's. I think this entire movie has, uh, yeah, its its tongue is firmly implanted in its own cheek, but not in a way that feels like you can't enjoy the movie. It's not, it's not like a lot of movies that have the tongue in cheek today are these fucking meta corny. Like, don't think like that. This is a movie that you can take it as it is, but as you're taking it, you should know it's clearly funny. It's no, it's I mean, meant to be funny. It's the only the only reason I think this movie is good is because it is tongue in cheek. If this movie wasn't trying to do this, it would I would probably be like, wow, this is a really bad movie, and it's unintentionally like funny. But uh, I think yeah. I think it's actually it knows entirely what it's doing every step, and it's actually quite a it's actually quite a good movie. Uh, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I think everyone did. I, re- I this is probably like I think overall the crowd favorite. I I would say that's true. So at at this point we transition into uh, the mutilator, and I don't know about you, but I was starting to get tired. This is like I was hitting a wall at this point in the night. I mean, let's what be time? real. Uh, this is what two in the morning, three in the morning. I think so. I mean, also let's be real. Like the mutilator is like a bo- is like sort of a boring slasher. Like I like it, but it's not a marathon movie. Like you don't throw this in the middle of a marathon because I mean you do, I guess. But I think this was also a cut version. Uh, I'm fairly positive that this was a cut print um, because I remember this movie being a lot gorier, and this print was not gory at all. I think I think it was straight up an edited version, and and for me, the mutilator is not a great movie, regardless. But an edited mutilator, no, thank you. Yeah, so I think uh-huh. I, I surprisingly stayed away from most of it, but I think I did fall asleep during like twenty minutes of it. But I, I left. Uh, this is one of the movies that I left during to go interact with people, talk to them about cinepunks, whatever, because I just knew it wasn't worth it. But then I rushed back into the theater for the Hitcher. 
which is a film that I unfortunately I wish I slept through the mutilator so I could have made it through the entire Hitcher. I feel like I saw everything because this movie felt very repetitious, but I love the Hitcher. <laughs> it was the first time I finally saw it. I had I had seen parts of it, but I had never seen the whole thing. I still haven't seen the whole thing because I also fell asleep during part of it. And I do think it might be because it is a bit of a repetitious film. I mean, it's continually about uh, we have this character. What did, do you remember the name of the actor? Who's Thomas Seymour. Thomas C. Howell. So, so yeah, Thomas C. Howell. C. Thomas. Howell. C. C. Thomas. Thomas Howell. Yeah. yeah, is that right? It's the guy okay. from he was in the, the Outsiders. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. So basically, he has discerned that Rucker Howard is a killer. Rucker Howard. It gets awkward. So I always get this and the Hitchhiker mixed up. No, so the Hitchers with Rucker Howard. Rucker Howard just hitchhikes up and down the road, murdering people. Uh, Howell figures it out and escapes. Yeah. But then he just sees him over and over again on the highway and Rucker Howard's just like taunting him with all these families and stuff and yeah. it, it just it ramps up and ramps up and ramps up in action meanwhile no one believes him that this is going gotcha, on gotcha, yeah. and so it's you know it's kind of in that way predictable like you can imagine how it goes but there's enough like cool turns and stuff that I think it's interesting I just think at this time of night I was just a little too tired so I missed a chunk of it Yeah, but I woke, I woke up for the end the end is great. So the unbelievable. I really wanted this movie to almost have one of those, one of those uh, twist endings where like C. Thomas Howell's character was actually the Hitcher and and himself, and he was just murdering people brutally across across America. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't have that. It's it actually it's actually pretty, it plays itself pretty straight. Yeah. So uh, we went from the Hitcher into House. Now I love House. House is I'm, yeah. I know you don't like House. Can you talk a little bit about why you don't like House? I mean, I think it's fine. Like, when I say I don't like House, like, it, I watch it, it's fine. I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand why this movie is beloved. Like, I think it's a mediocre co- horror comedy, like, at best. I don't know. Maybe I, I need to rewatch okay, it. Maybe I need to rewatch it. Here's my feelings on House, for those of you who haven't seen it or for have and, and just want to know. I, the reason it works for me is the following reasons. One, George Went. I love him in this movie. I really do. Yeah. Uh, again, on the sitcom tip, Richard Mall. Like yes, bull. The, both of them, I think, really work in their roles. The effects in this movie, the creature effects, they're are so, so scary. They're gooey and they're plasticky and they're there's like a, a such an, a, a grotesquery to them. They really they look almost a, like cartoons, like 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 fucked up cartoons yeah like really horrifying cartoons and i think um there is something in them of like a demented henson that really has appealed to me since i was a kid that this was like taking all the magic of the henson studio and making it gross and awful when i when i was little um I, i saw this movie and i thought when i first heard of the legend of bloody mary like you know you say bloody mary three times in the mirror i was like oh bloody mary's that weird thing in that movie about the guy whose house is haunted and like his like i thought that like my image of bloody mary till this day is that like terrifying like crone woman that is like hunting into the house like so weird well uh i get i kind of get uh that you know there there's a little bit of pacing in the movie it feels like the movie goes kind of quick towards the end it's also a masterpiece compared to house three like, well, I mean, that's not really saying yeah, much. Yeah. Uh, so I get, Joe, a little bit why you – I, I could see it not appealing, but it, it might also be a nostalgia thing. It's one of the first horror movies I saw. The one thing I will say about this it, 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 that kind of bummed – it did bum me out. Like I definitely learned to get over it is that like 
when the movie first opens up and all this like terrifying supernatural shit starts happening, it's just sort of like I was like, okay, it's they're just like demons or whatever that are fucking with them. And for me, it always it always it kind of made it weaker that it was just his friend from like Vietnam that he left behind. Not trivializing, you know, Vietnam or anything like that. Or, Please don't. Oh, veterans or that. <laughs> it's just like it was just like that part of the story was like, oh, all this like weird, terrifying, unearthly shit that's going on is his like comrade that he left behind. Like, see, I never saw it that way. I always saw it as. The house is evil, and the comrade was the e- easiest way to get at him. Kind of like like The Shining, sort of like man- using like manifestations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's... I think I agree with Liam. I think it's basically it's just reading into his psychology and just learning how to fuck with him. Oh, that's a pretty makes it pretty uh, cool. So yeah. I dig it. I dig it. It's not as good as Houseu, but uh, it's still oh, uh, it's still pretty <laughs> good. Uh, Child's Play. I uh, the next movie, Child's Play. You know, I love. Uh, Tom Holland, and I feel like I should love Child's Play, but you know, I've never really loved this movie, and I honestly just didn't watch it. I just wasn't in the mood for I it. I love the first one. I, I love the first one. I love the first one a lot, too. I did not, I, I'll be honest, I watched like 15 minutes of it, um, because I was just, that. this was a movie I just needed to like stand up and, and re-catch my like, dr- like, re-catch myself, so it's a great it's, movie. But. I like it, but I just I couldn't care enough about it to watch I got it. This I time. mean, it, it's it's uh, it, it's the, the the night at, the night after this uh, was a Sunday night. Um, my girlfriend and I watched The Exorcist three, and I was like, oh, that's Brad Dorf. He's the voice of Chucky. And uh, I I mean, I, I think a lot of the later films it just be, they become like unwatchable piles of shit. But there's the one scene in the first one that like. It's the scene where they throw him in the fireplace. It's like, oh, he's dead. And then he comes, like, lurching out of the fireplace. I don't know. And he's, like, you know, walking down the hallway. There's just something about the way that shot that's just, like, just really creepy for, yeah. like, a movie. Like, you know, that that that, that really, it, it, it's far creepier than, like, the rest of those movies ever have any, ever, ever succeeded being, like. I agree with just that. Like, yeah, I mean, they're just, like, shit comedy sequels. But this this first one's, like, a legitimate, like, it's, like, a legitimate horror movie that, um. I mean, I'll, I'll always always be a fan of. I feel it's the same way I feel about the Nightmare series. The first one is legitimately scary. The rest are are comedies, and they the and mileage varies way more in them. But the first one is is the strongest of the bunch because it actually plays it as a serious horror film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, I certainly like it more than the sequels. Uh, the last film of the thon was we Brian Yuzness. Oh, we did. What was we what did we skip? Uh, Rex, which I don't have a lot to say. Oh, about. fucking Rex. I knew I forgot something. Rawhead Raw Rex. Rex. I, I, now, I don't have a lot to say about it because I'd be honest. I kept waking up while Rawhead Rex was just holding decapitated heads, and that's basically my experience watching this movie was waking up every ten minutes to a decapitated head being held. Um, but you know, maybe you can talk about Rawhead Rex. Go I, for it. I love Rawhead Rex. I know it's a shit movie, and I don't love it because it's so bad it's good. I just love this movie. Um, I am a huge Clive Barker fan. Uh, this movie just becomes it, it, it. It's like it's. There's just something about it that like I, I don't want to say it's so bad it's good, because like when I say that I t- I'm t- typically think movies that are like winking and nodding at the camera, but this movie is so earnest and falls so short of what it aims to be that I think it like transcends. <laughs> it, it just be- it becomes it becomes something more than it has any right to be, completely unintentionally, like. The scene where he pisses on the priest and the priest is just screaming his name is so fucking crazy to me. I've never. It, 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 oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
I cut you off. No, no, I, I, I was just, and it's like, it, the, nothing about the, the only really part that looks good is when Rawhead like wakes up, but everything else, everything else, everything else about this movie just looks like it's so apathetic, but at the same time, like they tried, so, I, I can't even explain like why I love this movie so much. I've never seen such a disconnect with how cool the face of Rawhead Rex looks versus how bad the full body looks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean, e- e- even that I think is is giving like like the the actual monster design looks cool, but then like there are close ups of that where you can see the Christmas lights in his eyes that light up. Yeah. Like that's how fucking shitty this movie is. It looks like um, it looks like a Power Ranger monster. Yes, it does. It, it that yeah, because I don't I don't even think the mouth moves like <laughs> not 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 you know not convincingly anyway. What do you yeah. think, William? So, um, I, I'll be honest. The reason I forgot about this movie is because I fell asleep for part of it. But uh, I've talked to Justin before about how I love this short story. It's actually, like, one of my favorite Clive Barker short yeah. stories. Um, and so I want to love the movie. I think I appreciate it in a, oh, this is so goofy sort of way. But I think I take the short story so seriously, which is funny because it's not a very serious short story. But I read it when I was younger and it really appealed to me. And now I think of it in that way. So it's hard for me to take then this movie seriously. I will say there are parts of it I love that work still. I think some of the camera work is shot like a shitty BBC, uh, like uh, made for TV movie which sounds terrible, but actually is weirdly effective for certain horror movies. Like, like when, when he just breaks through stuff and when people don't expect him, yeah. it looks so real that that actually kind of works for me. I'm like, oh. And also, I know you're a fan of the uh, the Britain is actually a, a seething hive of paganism genre, as, you, as you've talked about. Yeah. And I think this is like a perfect example of it. Like, Rawhead just straight up like walks into a church and just like disanctifies. He fucking pisses on a priest. Like, it's, it's, it's like... That whole genre of like horror movies where it's like, you know, this is sort of like the Giver version of, <laughs> of of like pastoral horror. Like if you if you are the kind of person who likes both the Blood on Satan's Claw and the Giver, then this is the this perfect, is perfect fucking yeah. movie for you <laughs> yeah. because that's exactly what this is. Uh, is the is that sort of and by the Giver I mean the live action, not the cartoon. Um, <laughs> It is like just weird gooey suit that doesn't quite work with random violence and lots of like pagan shit going on, including like a pregnant woman statue. So, you know, whatever. It works. Uh, I want to be mindful of our time. So let's jump forward to Society, which was the last movie of the fast. Uh, Brian Yuzna film. Um, I don't think we've talked about it on the show before. We have. We've, well, we briefly talked about it when we did uh, Necronomicon. We were right. saying how Society might be the only actually good Brian Yuzna film. Yeah. Because everything else he does is like watchable at best, like Return to Living Dead Three, which isn't great, but it's like yeah, so it's fine. And then shit like Beneath Still Waters, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, Joe, what is your opinion of Society? Society, I think it's a, I think it's a real, I think it's, it's, you know, I hate to like overstate it because everyone talks about it, but it is, it's a really good satire of wealth and uh, affluence. It's fun. It's gooey and gross and so sweaty and slimy. Uh, and this print they had, I'm sad that I couldn't watch the whole thing. I had to dip out because I had to get back to Cleveland to work merch for Choking Victim. But that's another <laughs> story. But um, uh, it was um, – it. Lo- I mean the print was like perfect. It looked amazing. I, uh, I got to say 
I was not going to stay because I thought I've seen it before. I got yeah. other stuff, whatever. And I walked in. I watched the first uh, half an hour. Then I went out and I packed up our stuff. And I came in during the last uh, like half an hour. Like that. This the. The big, the big part. Screaming that George is like a genius. I don't think that yeah. guy gets recognized. Well, so enough. then I couldn't leave because as soon as I saw where it was and I was like, oh, God, I fucking love this movie. And I watched yeah. the re- end of the movie. I've seen it a bunch of times, but the reality is like society is great. And I have to say, if you are listening to this and you've never seen it, and especially like I got to say like right now, I'm actually in the mood right now where like the corniest, like least deep critiques – of like bullshit rich people and bullshit white people, give it to me. Like I'm actually, yeah, yeah. It, I'm in the mood for that now. Yeah. So like looking back on like at the time of watching it, you know, at Hearthon, all I was thinking was, oh, this movie's kind of fun, you know, whatever, and it's yeah. gooey and whatever. And now I'm like, man, I should put that on again. I should follow that up with some They Live and follow that up with <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that's just where I'm at in my headspace. So. Yeah. Um, that paranoia and it's done in that's and they live too it's that like unhinged paranoia that's done so well and the thing about it is it's it's what i love about those movies is the paranoia is completely justified yeah, it's absolutely, like yeah. this you watch him have a fucking freak out and then it's like no he's right everything sucks these people are monsters fuck yeah, fucking weird melty aliens or whatever like well hey uh joe i know you gotta run soon But thank you so much for talking to us about Harthon. And uh, I just want to, real quick, is there anything you specifically want to plug? I forgot. forgot. Justin didn't plug me. Uh, He just told me about this, just talked about the streets, which I'm still currently on. Um, God damn it. I let you down. Um, Small Screen Cinema podcast at smallscreencinema.podbean.com to find us. We're a made for TV movie podcast. We cover all different types of shit, though. Like, we've done, like, Lifetime movies. Actually, we just put up the first Lifetime movie, but we've also done like art house stuff, like the Alan Clark BBC films. Uh, so we, we sort of did try to do everything, so it's not just so much like Life Kills Her Husband, which we kind of associate with TV movies. Uh, but it's been fun. We're on our like seventh episode. That's uh, me and my co host James McCormick, who used to be on Center Awesome. Dude, that's great. Thank you, and thank you for Thanks being lot, on the man. show. Thank you so much. And yeah, the episodes. The episode's not over, y'all. So as we said, Justin continued our tradition of talking to people at the Thon. Uh, he didn't get to talk to as many people as we've done in the past. Uh, so if you didn't get to talk to him, sorry. But, you know, My don't bad. don't be a dick about it. Just come talk to us next time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we want to say thank you again to Exum for having us there, to everyone who came and talked to us. And big thanks to Joe for taking time out to uh, help, help us talk a little bit about some of the crazy, insane fun movies we saw at Harathon. Uh, you have a good night, Joe. Thank you. You guys, too. All right, guys. We're here at the Exhumed 24 Hours, 24-Hour Har Festival. Gentlemen, state your names. Jeff. John. How are you guys doing today? Wonderful. Good. Are, are we your first? You, you, you are indeed my first. Uh, we'll be gentle. Oh, well, I, I need it, like, because I don't, I don't know anyone. Here we go. The party, the party just grew. Sir, state your name. Nick Guidotti. Yes. The party just got better. So, what do you, what do you guys, t- today's, today's like an 80s theme. What are you guys hoping to see today? Any, anything you got any uh, ideas for? Uh, just something really crappy from Empire. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, I have no idea what to expect. I, I've looked at the lists. Like, I've gone through and sifted through things. Yeah. And I still 
have no idea what to expect. Interesting. I myself am hoping for a plethora of canon films. Like, at least one of the shitty ones that Toby Hooper did for canon. Like, preferably Life Force. Life yes. Force. Life Force is so good. Yes. movie. Yeah. So, uh, before I started recording, we were talking about Phantasm Five. Jeff, have you seen it? I have not, but I just now heard bad things. You saw it. Uh, I saw it, and I, like, I think at first I was just taken by my own like nostalgia that the gang was back together, but um, it was, it, it just looked like, it, like half of it, it's really weird because like some of it looks really awesome, yeah, and then other parts of it look like it was filmed on a cell phone. And I don't, I don't know why. Like, I don't know if that was the reason why it took so long to come out, or like, I don't know. It was, it was just some sci-fi original CGI. Are you sadder that Angus Grimm is dead, or that Angus Grimm lived long enough to make that movie? God, I, I feel like they took advantage of him. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you got irs guys going around calling people i feel like it's <laughs> something like that where he was like all right i'll do it yeah that's my angus scrim impression that, i thought i was standing next to angus scrim yeah. nick yes what movies are you excited to see today or what what are you what are you hoping to see today uh oh man put on the spot i am put on the spot i honestly don't know i think the, the possibilities are endless honestly. they are endless <laughs> infinite amount of movies came out in the 1980s it's true i must a lot of VHS. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to uh, make my way around the, uh, around the lines. I'll see you guys on the other side if we all make it. Yeah, we'll make it. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully you make it. We're seasoned veterans. I'm not a seasoned veteran. I'm, I'm, like, a, I'm like a fresh cut rookie, fresh off the fucking fresh parking fresh. ticket. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, the guy, I'm the guy in Shawshank Redemption that, uh, what's his face? Uh, the bad guy from Die Hard 2 is cheering. So I'm probably not going to make it. But uh, I'll see you gentlemen around. Catch you on the, on the, on, yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah. All right. I am here with some delightful surprise guests. I ran into the people from the Say You Love Satan podcast. Arguably the podcast with the greatest name and the greatest Instagram photo pic. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Good. Right. Sleepy. Yeah. So well, sleepy. You better get rid of that because we've got a long day ahead of us. Um... Any movies you guys have any hopes to see today? Anything uh, you're hoping they uh, trot out from the uh, vaults? Oh, man, I don't know. They always play at least uh, three or four movies that I've never seen before. So that's the, those are the ones I always look forward to. Yeah, um, some surprises. What did they play uh, the one year we went? They played Pet Cemetery. Oh, my really God, I was thrilled. so happy. Yeah, when that's, uh, that's dope. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, I just want to see something that I haven't seen in the theater when I was too young to see it. Yeah. Like yeah. Return of the Living Dead or something I haven't seen. That'd be like, cool. I, yeah. I want to see that. I was hoping for since... Uh, the beloved John Zachary passed away yesterday. I was hoping they would do maybe like brain damage, oh, yeah. but I guess they did that last year or the year before. I remember they did play brain damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, gonna make my way around. So thank you guys. I'll. Uh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'll see. You, I'll see you guys on the other side. All right. I'm here with Robin Cassandra. How are you guys doing today? Good. All right. We had we just got the uh, the rundown of what the movies might be. Um, any. Uh, any things you're hoping to see? Any, any, any hopeful uh, by the indications, by the descriptions? Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to be surprised. Gotcha, yeah. 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 I think movie two might be the blob, but yeah. that would be cool to <laughs> see. That, that does fit the clue. It does, yeah, yeah. Uh, is this your first time doing this, or are you guys... I think this is our fourth. Fourth year. Man, you guys are like seasoned vets. This is yeah. the first time I did this. 
I'm like kind Iron of a, for a fun day. Yeah, that's that's what I hear. It's it's uh, the the guy I do the podcast with. He's done it like I don't know like every year, or whatever. And he says it's like the worst is around like two in the morning when they play the movie you don't want to see. So. Yeah. I don't know, the one year they played the Mad Monk movie, and everybody oh. hated it, and I loved it. Oh, interesting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited. It's, a, it's a, I've never done one of these 24-hour, because there's one out in Chicago, too, so yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. All right, uh, I will see you guys on the other side. Have a good night, and uh, yep, take care, guys. All right, I'm standing here with Rick and Nick. How are you guys doing today? Oh, not so bad. How are you? Eh, hanging in there. I got a parking ticket this morning, my third parking ticket ever. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, the day can only go up from here, yeah. Um, so what what are some movies that you guys are hopeful that they might uh, they might play today? Uh, we're just looking at this right here, uh, 1980s updated with traditional 1950s. We're really hoping for the thing. The thing, ooh, yeah, oh yeah, that's probably my third favorite movie of all yeah, time. It's yeah, fantastic. Um, I'm really hoping for there's this obscure 80s animal attack movie called Razorback. I've been meaning to see. Yes, about the, the Australian yeah, with the pigs. Yeah, the big pig, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I know there's an animal attack on there. I'm hoping for that. Little, little known fact: Did you know they use the same uh, the giant pig in that one? They use they reuse that prop in uh, the Howling. Four, three or four. That's crazy. Marsupials, yeah. That's, you don't, awesome. that's good that you didn't know that. You don't need to see. Yeah, yeah. All right, gentlemen. I will see you guys on the other side. Take, Take care. care. Again, awesome shirt. Have a good day, man. All right, I'm here with Dave and Laura. Um, how are you guys doing today? Good. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so we just got the vague descriptions of the movies. Any movies you guys are hoping, based on these uh, descriptions that you're hoping to see? Uh, the last one I'm hoping is Society, maybe. Yes, yes. The best Brian used in the film. Because Brian Yuzna, he made Return of Living Dead 3. That's not a good movie. It's not a good movie at all. Uh, anything you're hoping to say? Um, maybe Night of the Comet. Oh, excellent, excellent. I, I'm hoping that movie number two is either The Thing or The Blob. I'll be happy either way. Anything Fulci, too? Definitely. Yes, yes, Fulci. Uh, let's see what uh, animals attack. Uh, we got a gentleman over there said so it might be Razorback. That'd be cool. I was thinking Grizzly. Oh, yes, yes. All right, well, it looks like they're, they're heading in. Um, thank you guys so much. I'll see you on the other side. Thank you. All right, I'm here with Jeff. How you doing, Jeff? Doing great. Are you hanging in there? A little tired, but not bad. Cool. Yeah. So what, what are some highlights of your, of, of your horathon so far? Uh, I'm forever a Motel Hell fan, okay. so seeing that was pretty cool. I, uh, that was the first movie the, of the fest. I almost got sick from the noises the things the buried heads were making. <laughs> I had to tap out because those noises were making me want to throw up. Bit squishy. Okay. Bit squishy. What was so far your least favorite movie? Um, Eyes of Fire, probably. What? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why are you wrong? <laughs> uh, I just don't think. I, I, I just don't think I was in the right mindset to see it. Okay. So you weren't high. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um. <laughs> What are, uh, do you have any theories about what else is going to come up tonight? Well, I've gotten Cujo right on my guesses so far. Oh, Cujo. So, I have no idea. Can I ask you a question about Cujo? Yes. Did you know that Dee Wallace is married to the guy that she cheats on her husband with? That's Steve Kemp. I don't know his real name. That's amazing. Yeah, she was also in The Howling with him. I couldn't, uh, I, I, I couldn't make it all the way through Cujo. It makes me what? sad. It's very sad. It's a very sad movie. Poor little baby. It wasn't his fault. Yeah, but he lives in the, in the, in the movie. It's true. Dies in the book. It's heartbreaking. How do you feel about Stephen King not remembering that he wrote Cujo? Uh, not surprised in the least. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Can I ask you another question about D. Wallace? Sure. What's your favorite D. Wallace movie? 
Despite it making me so sad, probably Cujo. Cujo? Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a yeah, very good question. You know I met D. Wallace. Yes. Yeah. That's I think you were there for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. This is Jeff. Uh, hard business people might know Jeff as the man who got us the bumpers with Robert England and Mr. William Mosley. It was amazing. So great. Thank you, Jeff. Welcome. All right. I'm here with John Martello. How you doing, John? I'm doing fantastic. You hanging in there? I'm I'm hanging in there. You think got, got my half and half. Got your half and half you're from Wawa. Yeah. You think you're gonna make it for the rest of the fest? Uh, yeah. I, 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 I this is my not my first rodeo. I you know. see it is my first rodeo, so like that's okay. why I'm like yeah, I'm like wary of other people. I know people are like I got this under my belt. S saddle up. Yeah. Uh, so what's what's uh, what's your your favorite movie that you've seen tonight? Um, I want to say probably Motel Hell. Cool. Yeah, cool. I've never. I've actually never seen that movie before. Yeah, that was one of those movies I remember seeing. Uh, in I read a book about the occult when I was a kid, and for some reason there was a still of the guy with the pig's head and the chainsaw in that. I do remember that from somewhere. Yeah, and I was always like, oh, Motel. I've never seen Motel Hell. I, as I said, in talking to Jeff, I couldn't make it because the noises of those people buried made me sick to my stomach. Yeah, it was gross. Yeah, it was like. Um, it was like if you get like really bad bronchitis. Yes. It's like that noise, which yeah. somebody in the theater definitely does. <laughs> Have you heard that guy? I haven't. No. There's some guy in the back who's like, who sounds deathly. Like he's on like circling the drain, as they say. Yeah. He sounds. He sounds. He sounds bad. Like his breathing is awful. No, his cough is just awful. Oh like yeah. Like half of yeah. That. He's got is an awful. Cough? It's cough. Yes. <laughs> What's a what's a movie so far? What's a movie so far that's played that you haven't been that into? Uh, I wasn't into what was it? Fire in the in the eyes? Let, let, let me know, dude. Let me, no, I wasn't into the first like forty five minutes of the movie. But then it got fucking crazy, and right? Then I, well, here's the thing. I like dozed off, and all of a sudden, and I only dozed off maybe for like two minutes. Okay. And then I woke up, and like there's people coming out of the tree. And there's mud people, and people are exploding, and like, dude, that was so crazy. It was insane. It was, uh, it was. I, I think you were the one who was like, you were on drugs. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something a little bit about acid. Which I would know nothing about. So Ta takes about forty-five minutes to kick in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that was like. That's that's actually exactly like taking LSD. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Any uh. Any, any things you're excited what about for the rest the, of the evening? Uh, what was the one with, um, throwing her what's his name, from uh, Scanners? Uh, uh, that was Visiting Hours, Michael Ironside? Visi yeah. My, uh, I, do, I don't know why William Shatner was in that movie. Like, he probably, someone probably owed him a favor. Or he owed someone a favor. It was just really, really random that he's in that movie. He's just, he's, he's pointless. Yeah, it's William Shatner. He's... Yeah. He's effectively useless. And yeah, that I, he, the Michael Ironside. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's super greasy in that movie. <laughs> He's so greasy. I like that. He's full of grease. I like that. Um, and I like the last one too. What was that? I've missed the title of every movie. I've come uh, what was the last one? Mutant. Night shadows. Or toxic waste. I did like that movie. That movie was fun. Cool. Especially the part uh, where, like, you know that guy had just met that girl for the first time? Yeah. And then he says they had known each other for years, like, at the end of the movie. They're like, we've known each other for years, you know? Yeah. 
90% of that movie is Wingshauser's batshit crazy expressions, though. Yeah, Wingshauser. Let me just... How do you feel about Wingshauser in Tales from the Hood? I don't remember that he was... I don't even remember he was in Tales he's from the, the Hood. Asshole, he's one of the asshole what racist cops. What else is Wingshauser in? Liam? Squad? Like a, he's in, like, Asian movies. I'm... What did I see recently that Wingshauser is in? Ice Squad? He's a strange person to choose as a lead. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally the That's your opinion. opinion. It's like yeah. Percy. He should be the lead in every single film. Casablanca would have been better with Wingshauser. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's still alive. Let's do a read. John, thank you. Thank you. All right, I'm here with Cal. Cal, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. How about you? I am exhausted and I have a headache and I cannot wait to go to sleep. I'm ready? Uh, yeah, it sucks, man. <laughs> it's bad. I uh, got your coffee there. Uh, what was your What was the movie that stood out for you tonight? Oh my God, that I'm gonna disagree with the two people who uh, spoke before me. I'm gonna say that Fire in the Eyes. That was fire, Eyes of Fire. Eyes of Fire. That movie was so fucking good. It was. Oh my God. Like it's. It was. It kept my attention the whole time. Like, so when I read Period Piece, I was a little worried. You know, I got, there's a hammer. Hammer feels yeah, a little yeah, slow. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's like these like blackface Ewoks walking around. That was. Uh, yeah. And there's, you know, they have those contact lenses in, like mm -hmm. Michael Jackson had at the end of Thriller. The thing that scared me is when they first showed the little girl, and it was, they weren't contact lenses. It was like, yeah. it was like superimposed, like they drew on the film, like yellow. Yeah, like, yeah, like the end of uh, so Hellraiser. Yes, with those, yeah. yes. So fucking weird. So fucking weird. Um, what was the movie you saw tonight that you were not into? Honestly, it's been, it's been pretty good so far. It's really? It's been pretty good so far. I'm a, I'm a big, when it comes to horror movies, I'm 80s through and through. I like and it's, that. It's pure 80s. Yeah. So. I mean, even 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 the slower movies, like you know, like 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 Bogans has its slow parts, has its moments, yeah. But it's you know, there's still the raunchy, inappropriate sexual humor that. Yeah. That, that was that a made-for-TV movie? It felt like commercial. Because that that that's a movie I felt like was made for TV, and like when I, when I, when I saw it come up, I was like. Yeah, well, there, was some, there was some nudity in it. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm saying though. Like there there was yeah. gratuitous sex. Um, any uh, any any hints? Anything you want? Anything else you want to see? Like that you're hoping they show the rest of the night? Uh, one of the one of the movies one of the movies near the end. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Spookies. I think that was someone else's guess that I'm stealing. Spookies? But, yeah, I, I certainly hope it's Spookies. Spookies is one of my uh, one of my favorites. Interesting. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Cal. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night. I will. All right. I'm here with Nick. How you doing, Nick? Pretty good. How about you? Yeah, you know. Hanging in there. Yeah. I'm eagerly. I'm, it's, I'm, your, it's your first year. It's right? my first year, and I'm tapping yeah. out early because I feel like I feel like shit. Yeah. It, it gets rough. Totally. It does. It's yeah. like it's hot in there. It's way. Hot. It's, it's way a lot hotter hot. than usual. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so what was what was your your favorite movie that you've seen so far today? Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy, enjoyed Motel Hell. It's the first time I've ever seen it. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm actually curious what you think of Motel. I think uh, you're, you're vegan, correct? I am, and here's so, the thing about so that: <laughs> is I, I, I like I feel the, the same way as at like the, like the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right. when um, the hitchhikers like talking about like head cheese, and they're like, "Oh," and he's like, "It's meat." Like, right. what's why are you revolted by that? And how the guys like it doesn't matter if it's uh, this, that, the other thing. Meat is meat, and I think it's a good argument because I think people get like way bent out of shape about these like festivals where they kill dogs in China. Yeah. But then they'll go and eat like a fucking hamburger. Like, come on, there's no difference. There's no difference. Yeah, not really. And then there's the rhyme about the critters that go in fritters. Um, I wasn't crazy about that movie because right. not a big like slasher person, and okay. you know, you know how it is. Uh, what, what's the movie you've seen so far that you were like kind of medium one? I'm actually gonna go with everyone else's choice. Eyes of Fire. Eyes of Fire. Dude, I think I, 
I just didn't, I couldn't get on board with it, honestly. Really? I, I came in late, and then I just, I, I had no idea what was going on. Okay. It was just all this nonsense. Uh, had some really cool images, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of cool things happening on the screen. I just couldn't, couldn't put it all together. Gotcha, couldn't, gotcha. Couldn't get on board with it. Gotcha. Yeah. Anything you're hoping to, uh, that they show tonight? Um, I think, uh, looking at the list, I think. I mean, I know, I know it's not Monster Dog. It's, it can't be Monster Dog. No, it's definitely not Monster Dog. Otherwise, I'd be inside watching Monster Dog. Uh, I think one of them might be Pumpkinhead. Yo, that would be fucking dope. There's, uh, yeah, I think the monster movie towards the end might be... Might be Pumpkinhead. That'd be cool as shit. Little known fact, when I was a child, my dad used to sing this song that I don't think is in the movie, where they sing, like, Who's Afraid of Pumpkinhead? Right. And it would scare the shit out of me. <laughs> like, so bad. And then I actually saw Pumpkin, I was like, yo, this is scary, but not as scary as my dad made it out to me. <laughs> great movie, great movie. Did you did you know that the dog in Pumpkinhead is also the dog in Gremlins? Holy shit, really? Yeah, its name, and its name is Mushroom. It's been, <laughs> it's been in you learned, those two movies. You learn something new every day. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. It's a great dog. All great right. movie dog. Excellent, yeah. yeah. All right, Nick, thanks, and have a have a great night. Thank you. All right, I'm here with Colin and Miranda. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. How are you making out? I'm hanging in there. Um, what are some movies that you guys are excited, or movies that really you enjoyed that you've seen so far? I think they started strong with Motel Hell. I think it kind of got the crowd ready for everything. Yeah, yeah. So, visiting yeah. Hours was really good. Excellent. Yeah, Michael Ironside. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. You guys, uh, you guys excited about, were you, did you, were you stoked on Eyes of Fire? It was uh, it was interesting. It was kind of like this Celtic green man yeah. mixed with like a little Native American it was it was interesting. I always like something different like that. Um, so I liked it. it was what, solid. what was a movie that you were not that didn't really grab your attention? Cujo, probably. Cujo. It was a little just too main. It was very mainstream. Yeah, yeah. We'd seen it yeah. before. Not a big D. Wallace and Stephen or what's his face? Uh, her husband that's in that movie, no, Christopher I, Stone. I love the movie. I just we're here to see some stuff we have. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was which we always do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. All right. I'll ask you guys a weird question now. How do you feel about Pumpkinhead? I fucking love Pumpkinhead. Excellent. Love, yeah, right answer. Lance, Great movie. I love Lance Henriksen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it's just, it's quality, dude. All right. It's uh, underrated. I'm, I'm down with Blood Wings. I'm down with all things. This fucking guy right related. here, this is awesome. This is the exact answer I was looking for. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your nights. Perfect. Thank you. Yep. I'm a pro. I've been everywhere. All right, I'm here with Sean. Sean, how are you doing tonight? Good, good. I'm all right. doing all right. Cool. You hanging in there? This is not your I'm, first. Is this is this your first rodeo? This is not my first. Not rodeo. your first rodeo. I like that. This I is the first shirt these guys ever made. I've hell been yeah, I like since that. Since 1997. Fuck yeah, man. First show. Hell yeah. yeah. What's the movie you saw tonight that you really liked? Uh, Night Shadows with Wings Hauser, I think, was the best treat yes. by far. Yes. Yes. A yeah. lot of Wings Hauser. That was fantastic. What's the movie you saw? so far today that you weren't crazy about that i wasn't crazy yeah. about oh man um i don't know monster dog is kind of rough when you're watching that's it why at, you're out here right now well yeah when yeah. you're watching monster dog at home it's kind of kind of rough liam but. was saying that liam was saying at home he enjoys <laughs> yeah. monster dog but at the theater not so much no <laughs> the the reverse for me a movie that's not so great at home when you watch it here it's a yeah. lot of fun a gotcha of fun. gotcha it becomes funny um how do you feel about pumpkin head well i love pumpkin head yes yeah. Okay, is Pumpkinhead one of the greatest movies of all time? I'm going to say Pumpkinhead is one of the most underrated horror movies ever made. You didn't answer the question, though. <laughs> you got to answer the question. <laughs> 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 That's like, that, you really just, like, close. walked around the question. Uh, great, what was it, greatest movies? One of the greatest films of all time. I'm not walking this back. Uh, We're saying top ten. 
Top 10. Top 10, I'm going to have to say not top 10. Top 100. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Top, top hundred. Top top. Top hundred horror movies. I'll stand by my original statement. It's the best of the Pumpkinheads. The first one. There's there's what four. Oh no! Shit. There's four, aren't there? And he's in all of them. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, the first one's the best one. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for answering some questions. No Enjoy the rest of your night. All right. Cool. All right. I'm sitting here with Joe. How you doing today, Joe? Good. How are you? Very tired. Very tired. I'm actually, surprisingly, I was tired, and then I and then I hit a second wind. Cool. So cool. I feel good. Cool. Uh, what was the movie you saw so far that you've uh, you've been like you, you that that has pleased you, so to speak, which is a weird word to say, but whatever. Like, yeah, I like mute. Wait, what was mute? What was mutant's real title? Night and shadows. Night of shadows. Whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, called. Mutant, mutant. Toxic waste was another one. It was good because it should be. Uh, no, that movie was crazy. I love I love Wings Hauser. Um, and it didn't let down. I also like the Boogans because I've been trying to see that for years, and yeah. I never, never actually, you know, made the effort to do it. A few years ago, I I, I added the Boogans to my, like my Amazon DVD wish list, mm -hmm. and it's like fifty dollars because apparently it's only it was oh, never released. Really, like I think there's like one Blu-ray edition yeah. though, right it's now. Something something really weird, or recently just recently got released. It might be yeah, it might be Region B. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was the movie you saw tonight that was underwhelming? Well, I mean. Everyone told me that I walked out at the at the, the point it got good. I guess I was pretty underwhelmed by Eyes of oh Fire. Eyes Man. of Fire. It just was. The, I don't really like period pieces, so like you you have to do a lot to win me over in a period piece. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't doing a lot in the beginning, and I was just like, it was at the point where I was like, I just needed to like take a moment to get out of this cinema, because I've been, I've watched every like I'd, up until that point I'd watched every bit of every film until now this movie again. Mon where she's talking about Monster Dog, sorry, Alice Cooper. Yeah, I, honestly, like I know I'll like this movie, and yeah, I liked yeah. what I watched. I watched about ten minutes of it. I liked what I watched. I was just like. This is easy. This is, Kino has a Blu-ray of it, so like, I was oh like, yeah, fuck it, I'll just buy the Blu-ray and watch it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you say um, you're not a fan of period pieces, were you a fan of The Witch? Yeah, I like The Witch. I didn't. I wasn't head over heels of the of The Witch like everyone else was. Okay. But I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I think I'm kind of with you. Like period pieces, it, it, it it's very easy to become like super cheesy and. Yeah. Well, the thing is, usually they show their budget so much more than other films. Yeah. Like, The Witch doesn't do that, because he actually took the time to, like, make sure that his, like, location... Like, everything, like, worked together, and you could tell that they were very methodical about that. This film felt closer to, like, let's just throw them in the woods, because yeah. the woods don't require us doing anything. The woods looked the same 200 years ago as they do yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was definitely a movie that uh, was not... Didn't have truckloads of money thrown at it yeah. for yeah. But it sounds like I missed all the best parts, so I'll, I'll have to go home. Yeah, man, it, it was definitely it, it was definitely um, I I mean I'm dead, but it's like it, you look great for being dead. <laughs> I'm I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> exhausted. Yeah, it it was definitely a movie that like kept my attention the whole time, and I was like, all right, this movie is worth <laughs> worth watching. Yeah, um, I'll have to track it down. Yeah, any uh, any movies you hope that they uh, they play tonight? trying to think what's possible at this point um i'm trying to think what the blockbuster that spawned sequels is some people have been saying child's play child's that play wasn't yeah. a blockbuster i mean the, the first, first one was yeah the first was a blockbuster i think so yeah i thought it was still like low budget no i mean because that that movie was originally like billed as like a suspense mm. you know what i mean like it was and maybe it has to be that yeah because i mean it was i i thought it was going to be hellraiser but they played hellraiser yeah. already so it'd be it'd have to be like what 88 yeah so yeah, right. 
I just watched Child's Play last year, so I mean, like in theaters. I it's, but I like the first Child's Play is like the first Nightmare on Elm Street. So it's like they're amazing, and that you forget how actually serious and good the first one is because the rest of the series goes so hokey. I think those are like the only movies that like Brad Dorf does that I'm like I'm not like you're not selling me because everything Brad Dorf everything he does is like incredible, mm-hmm. and like I always I never understand why he keeps doing like. Child's Play movies because they're so fucking stupid and he's like a legitimate actor. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's in a lot of like art, art, he, like a lot of art house directors have used him and shit for little stuff, or at least a few have. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's a good payday and it's also probably not a whole lot of work. It's just go into a yeah, fucking like sound a booth studio, for like an hour, yeah, yeah throw, throw it on his lines, yeah, get a fat check and then go do the, the films that he wants to do that probably don't, yeah. do, probably don't pay him very much. Yeah, yeah. All right, Joe. Well, it was great talking to you, and have a great rest of the night. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, I'm here with Joe. How you doing, Joe? Doing good, man. Uh, what are some... Uh, you, you hanging in there? You? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, good. I, I, to tell you the truth, I sleep through every movie. Gotcha. That's a, that's a good way to go about things. Yeah. yeah. What are uh, what was the movie you saw tonight that it really like hit you and you really enjoyed? Uh, I forgot how good The Boogans was. Yes. Yes. We yeah. were talking about that. Do you, was that. Was that a made-for-TV movie? Do you remember seeing that, like... I don't know, to tell you the truth, I only saw it the first time when it came out on Blu-ray, like, a few, like, a year ago or so. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't really like it then. Yeah. But it, it plays better in the theater than what it does. It's definitely like, on 35 millimeter. It's, yeah. I, I mean, it could have been on fucking 16 millimeter, probably <laughs> fucking care. It just plays better, like, in a crowd setting with, when I'm not, like, sitting in my living room yeah, by yeah. watching it. What was a movie you saw during this fest that you weren't too crazy about? Uh, I fell asleep a lot during that, uh, what was that movie called? The... Night Shadows. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the mutant toxic waste. Yeah, I mean, I kind of woke up every now and then, and uh, I was perfectly fine with falling back asleep. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He's in other shit that's better. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any movies you're hoping that they, you know, pull out of the hat tonight that from the 80s you'd like to see? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I heard they might be playing Mutilator. That'd be kind of cool to that'd see. Cool, yeah, uh, yeah. Are they playing Monster Dog right now? I heard Monster Dog's on there, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we we went to outer space in a to a restaurant, and so we missed Monster Dog. Uh, but Monster Dog sucks anyhow, so I don't yeah. really need to be seeing that. That seems to be the the consensus. That like it's maybe not if I was like maybe if I was like really drunk, like I would want to go see Monster Dog. <laughs> but I, that time's passed. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks, thanks a lot. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy the rest of your night. Yes. Yeah,